Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. I am so excited to have you on the show today, Jill. I am just dying to talk about this topic. In fact, so much that we've made it a two-part series. So (laughs) I just got mastermind on the brain lately. So you are here obviously today to talk to us about masterminds, but before we dive into all of that fun stuff, um, why don't you just give us a little bit of background about you, your store, and just anything else you want to tell us about your TPT journey? First, I'm really happy to be on your podcast. I'm really excited about this. I'm a a big fan and listener. So about me, I I live in Canada. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. I was working as a kindergarten teacher and I've taught in both English and French. So that has sort of reflected in my store and math is my favorite subject. So I've kind of given that shift to my business where I focus on kindergarten math resources in English and French. I started my TPT store way back in 2012, like so many, sitting on my couch, making worksheets while I was watching TV and popping them up on TV no covers, no nothing, like a one sentence description. And then in about the beginning of 2018, I met someone who introduced me to the whole world of TPT, the Facebook groups, the community, things that I had no idea about. And that just lit a new fire under me to take my business more seriously, treat it like a business and learn as much as I could to make it better. So that's really when the shift happened for me. I love that because that it really is like that. Like there's layers to TPT when you first start, it's, I mean, just, you're just, everything is happening and you're just trying to learn the ropes, but yeah. And then it's like, you discover it's like an underground world almost (laughs) when you get into the Facebook groups and start taking the courses and stuff. And that's how you and I have connected. Um, you have been one of our biggest supporters of School of Sellers since the beginning. And yeah, I mean, it's just the community in TBT is a whole new experience and just such a way to move your business forward beyond what you can figure out by yourself. So, which is perfect for this episode because we're focusing on mastermind groups. So, of course, you know, if you are listening and you are thinking that you want to connect more on TPT or connect more to other sellers, then just like Jill said, you know, Facebook groups are great. There is always the TPT forum, of course. Um, That's especially helpful for newer sellers, I think. But then when you're ready to really take that next step and think about it seriously as a business, which I think is a natural step for all of us in the TPT journey, um, a lot of us turn to masterminds to support our businesses. So we've talked a little bit about masterminds on the show, but we've never dedicated whole entire episodes to masterminds. So if you could just tell us from your experience, if there was someone who was totally brand new to masterminds, what would you tell them that it is? I guess so the basics of a mastermind is a group of sellers that meet in depending on you know their schedule. Some meet weekly or bi-weekly or whenever. Um At this point, it's usually online. I know in the past, some groups have met in person and you basically talk all things TPT. So you can set it up where you have specific goals together. You can set it up where you're talking about different topics each week and 
bringing ideas to each other. You can use each other for feedback and support. It's just a great way to to have support from other sellers in the same business as you that know what you're talking about and what things mean in the context of TPT. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, it's more intimate than a Facebook group. So it's kind of nice to get to talk to the same sellers on a regular basis and really like form those connections because you are currently in a mastermind group, correct? This is your second group. Okay. So, well then that's even better. So can you tell us how you came across both of those groups, like what that process looked like? Because I think that's one of the hardest parts for people is like, well, where the heck would I even find a mastermind group? Definitely. First group, I think we it was about four years ago. It's hard to remember how we connected in the first place. It was right at that time where I was starting to take my business more seriously. And I heard about this idea of masterminds and someone in a Facebook group was asking to start a mastermind. And we started messaging and we just found a couple of sellers that were interested and we went from there. And maybe I can, I'll, I'll explain about my second one and I can kind of tell you why things maybe didn't work out in the first one. And it sure, kind of I think that's so important to see what, what works and what doesn't. Uh, my second group, my current group, we've been together about two and a half years now, and it has gone through some changes since the beginning. But again, we connected in a Facebook group. This one was specifically a Canadian teacher group. So it was someone looking specifically for Canadian sellers because sometimes we have different questions or things that we're looking at that it comes from a different perspective, especially things like taxes that we can talk about that would not relate the same way from a different country. Um, so again, we, we joined from a, a group and um, we started with a couple of people and we sort of got a feel for how things went. And then some left and some joined and it kind of evolved over time to where it is now. So cool. And it's funny you say that about the Canadian sellers, because we just, one of the episodes that will air before this one is with a Canadian seller talking about how it's unique. So, well, I think that that's a really important point to think about when you are looking for mastermind group is if there are unique types of sellers that you would be interested in working together with. And that might be someone who is very similar to you so that they completely understand what you're going through, or it might be someone totally opposite. It might be someone that's not even in your niche or not even, you know, because there's also value to be gained from that type of connection too. So I love how you said, you know, comparing and contrasting the two and like the differences and what worked and what didn't, what would you say your experiences were like and, and why each one was successful or not? either way, because they don't always work out. That's that's just the reality of it. Definitely. And the, to say the my first group is actually an amazing group of women and sellers, and we actually still have a group chat and talk all the time. So it's not that we're not connected and that we don't get along. It was just the meetings that really weren't working for us, just where we were at in our business. One of the biggest factors for, for me personally, and, and we found this for the group, was being in the same time zone and finding a good meeting time that works for everybody. And I think that was one of the biggest struggles in my first group. We were in different time zones, some three hours apart. And if you're trying to meet, like let's say in the evenings, that can be really late for someone or right after school for someone else, which is really challenging if you're teaching um, or if you have kids. There's so many factors to meeting times. And that's one of the things that works really well with my newer group. We meet on Sunday mornings and it works well for all of us. Sort of starts off the next week well for us too. We're all morning people. We like to be up early and we like to talk in the morning. So that's something that worked. My previous group, we would try to meet in the evenings. Really didn't work for me personally. I'm I'm not a night person. And like I said, with the time zones, it just caused a lot of of shift. Another thing I think was just 
where we were at in our businesses, I think there was too broad of a range at some point for us where some were really advanced and looking to do more in-depth marketing. And some of us were not ready for email lists and blogging and things like that. So when you're just too far apart, I think that that can be a challenge. Whereas my current group, we're more of a similar path. We're not all at the exact same place, but we're all willing to help each other and we're all wanting to grow our business. So it's helping that we kind of have this like a similar motivation. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because there are like several different types of things you have to think about with masterminds. So we've talked about just like what your common interests are or whatever those traits are that you're looking for in whether it's location or niche or whatever, but also the logistics. Like if you can't make a time work, then nothing else really matters. So I think that is very important to talk about and think about. And now where there are sellers all over the world, that's a very real problem. And even if it is several hours difference, you're right. That can be a huge difference between seven o'clock and 10 o'clock at night. You know, So I also am super jealous <laughs> of your Sunday morning <laughs> mastermind. That is like, my dream. Like what a great aesthetic and just kind of going into the work week, like you said, just Sunday morning coffee and productivity. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It really gets your brain going. And if you have time to work on Sunday, you're kind of already motivated to, to continue. So it, it's, it's a really good time and it works for us and yeah, something really important for us. I love that. So when you sit down to meet, do you do it? So it's every week you meet weekly Yeah. and do you do it on zoom, Google hangouts? How do you interact? Um, we, we meet on zoom. Um, we also have an Instagram chat so we can communicate in the week. I mean, we usually don't talk much business, but we'll kind of send each other that quick message. Hey, sale email went out or, you know, sort of those things that you kind of want your TPT friends to know about right away. We have a Facebook group where we'll occasionally post things to ask each other for feedback and a shared Google drive folder. We share some things there as well. So we have a couple of different ways that we keep in contact, but we meet on zoom every week. I think that sounds very similar to how I've done masterminds in the past as well. It's nice to have those multiple channels, but I still think the video chat is crucial. I've been in masterminds before where we've tried to just talk, you know, on a Facebook group and it just fizzles out pretty quickly. So how do you decide, do you guys decide ahead of time, like what you will talk about, or is there a certain flow that you follow every week? What does that look like? Since we've been together for so long now, it has changed. At the beginning, we had topics. One week we would talk about email, another week we would talk about Pinterest, and we would take the time in between to read articles or find things that we wanted to share, little tips that we had or questions that we had. Then for a period of time, we did like a hot seat type of thing. So we would look at certain elements of each other's stores and get give and get feedback on something that we might want either our covers or our storefront. And then it sort of just evolved to, we just chat and we bring questions usually to each other, or we ask for feedback or what things are working or aren't working. And we've been together so long that we know each other's stores really well, which makes mm -hmm. it a lot easier to, to give feedback and to know each other's audiences um, and styles and things like that. And, and also we have our own, we each have kind of our own strengths of what we bring. So we know who to ask what kind of questions to. That sounds perfect. <laughs> really lucky the group we have now. And this isn't, this wasn't on our list of questions to discuss, but I'm curious about the makeup of your group in terms of, is there a lot of overlap with what your, each of your niches are, or do you find that it's 
more spread out? So currently we're three that meet regularly and then a few others that kind of come and go when they're available. Um, we've kind of tried to bring in new members and see how that how that works out, but not everybody has the time to to meet weekly and and sort of figure that out. So currently the three of us, two of us are in the same niche. We're both in kindergarten, but the other seller, her store is a little more literacy focused or mine's a little more math focused. And we've had conversations about, cause it, it can be conflicting to be in the same niche. So we've had conversations about not copying per se, but, you know, having the same ideas and kind of how that presents itself. And we both feel comfortable that our styles are different. Mm-hmm. So and, and with something like kindergarten, there's only so many topics that you're going to cover and, and um, you're going to, you're going to have overlap. So we just know that our styles are different and we do things our own way and, and it's been okay. And then the other seller that's with us does more of a range. She's a teacher librarian. So she does a lot of book related resources and, and other things. We had other members before we had someone that started with us was an SLP. And part of, I think why for her, it didn't end up working out was just, it was just too different the way that what the types of products that she was making. And then she decided to go a different way completely with her business. So sometimes that doesn't work. Um, We have another SLP in the group that it does work because we all make boom cards. So sometimes we'll talk about the logistics of boom cards and different marketing. So it can work with different completely different jobs, yeah. (laughs) like different, um, like different roles that you play at your school. Hey, seller friends, it's Erin. Quick question. Do you have a tendency to get burned out in your teacher business? Chances are you have a growing business, but it can feel very lonely and overwhelming. So it's hard to get motivated sometimes. Good news for you. You can put the spark back into your business today by joining Ignite, our brand new work club for teacher sellers. As a member of Ignite, you will receive monthly challenges with prizes, tools to help you work through each challenge with accountability infused throughout the entire month. Live power hour work sessions and kickoff calls are going to help keep us on track so that every month is your best month yet. Visit schoolofsellers.com slash ignite to sign up today. It's interesting because like I've been in a mastermind with high school TPTers, you know, and that's totally different from what I do, but it still works. So I think, I think you hit the nail on the head when it's something like a totally different specialty. Like I'm thinking of like music and art teachers and then the SLPs and admins and clip artists. When it's that different, that might be the time to kind of look for someone who's actually in that realm of TPT. But like you said, I think it's also a case-by-case basis and anything can work. It's just important to have those conversations, you know, earlier on and making sure everyone's on the same page. And also I think that's the perfect proof that masterminds are very fluid. Like there really are no hard and fast rules to forming one or being in one. So you can really make it whatever you want to. Exactly. And just be open that, you know, and and comfortable enough to say, it's not working for me if you're someone that wants to leave mm-hmm. and everyone else just being open to the fact that it's not necessarily personal, something just isn't working. And it could be the meeting time or it could be what, you know, where you're, where you are in your business uh, or what you want to focus on. So sometimes it just doesn't work and that's okay. And, and like you said, it's fluid, it evolves. And yeah, sometimes you find a better fit later, like, yeah, like but I did with I mean, one group. Yeah. And it's a time commitment, which 
obviously we don't have tons of free time to throw around. So yeah, right. If you do find yourself in a situation where you're like, oh, this just isn't working or it's not worth my time or it's not right fit. That's a really just see your way out and no hard feelings. And it, it happens probably more often than people realize. So I think that's extremely important to remember. But on the flip side, I know it costs us time to be in a mastermind, but it's also so beneficial for a million different reasons. But what would you say is like the most positive impact that being in your masterminds has given your business? Well, I mean, I like to talk about TPT and people outside of TPT don't understand it. It, I try to talk with my husband. He does understand a couple of things, but outside of that, I don't really talk to very many other people about it because it's kind of its own world that is hard to explain and hard to understand for someone who's not in it. So just having that group of people that I can talk TPT with is really nice. And I also find the weekly meetings is just, it's something that keeps me on track. It's something that keeps me in my business. I've had periods of in and out, just life happens, but having this group, I've only missed a few meetings in the last two and a half years. And that was really when I had a baby, (laughs) when I had a newborn, but even after a couple of weeks, I was ready to jump back in. And that was one of the best places for me to start something that's consistent that reminds me just what I'm doing and and keeps me on track. So I, I think it's just having those consistent meetings really keeps you focused. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, the accountability piece is what's missing for a lot of us in being your own boss. Like there's no one really keeping tabs on you at all, except for yourself. So I definitely agree that especially a mastermind group that does meet weekly rather than once a month, you know, again, you do whatever you do to make it work, but just that, yeah, that regularity is, is huge. And there's so many ways to have that community in TPT with groups and things, but having a mastermind is so different because you know each other on a deeper level, you know each other's stores on a deeper level. So it's easier to give and receive feedback from people that you know well. Yes, absolutely. Right. Rather than posting like in a group and just getting a large amount of feedback rather than feedback from someone you know and trust. That means a lot more. So we kind of talked about how our mindset in terms of choosing the people that we want to have in our mastermind group, but just the the details, like the actual process itself for anyone who's listening right now, who is not in a mastermind and might want to join one, what do you think would be a good first step for looking for people or posting that they're looking for people? I've seen lately a couple of people actually put out a Google form and they have pretty specific. And we actually did that when we were looking for our newer members, putting very specifically what you're looking for. And if you're comfortable talking about money or you're comfortable talking about certain things, it's not a bad idea to bring those things up just to know where you're on the same page. Um, So depending on where you are in your business, you can ask very specific questions if you want similar to you or completely different niche, just put it all out there. and, And that way you'll find the right group. There's a lot of people asking in Facebook groups to start masterminds. And you can always answer those messages if you don't want to start one yourself. But I would say just to keep in mind that it might not work. So it could very well be a great group and it can work super well, but think about what you really want to get out of it and make sure that it is the right fit for you. Absolutely. And you just gave me an idea. I would love to, I'm saying this for my own accountability now, when this episode goes live, it would be a great thread to have in the School of Sellers group about what question you would ask if you were recruiting new mastermind members, like what would be important for you to know? Because 
you started talking about like the money thing. I could see asking, yeah, about like your income bracket and, or your niche. I mean, there's just so many things that you might, that might be important to you. And I think you're right. Like don't shy away from spelling it all out exactly what you're looking for. There's ways to ask money questions, maybe a little lighter if you want as well. Right. Um, Hit any of the TPT milestones. And you can also ask, it's good questions to ask of what you do in your business. Do you have a blog? Do you have an email list? Because then you get more of a feel of what people are working on and if you are working on the same things. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. These are now my my the wheels are just turning. These are yeah, these are all such good things to think about. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. This is so helpful. And you know, I love to end things on a fun note. So I'm going to ask you two just totally random questions. And I can't wait to hear your answer, especially to the first one. Okay. So let's assume we're not in a pandemic, no travel restrictions or anything. If you could travel like anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? I would probably, I mean, I'd love anywhere with a beach. Everywhere with a beach makes me happy. <laughs> living in Canada, living in cold winter, though we are finally seeing signs of spring. So it's feeling a little bit better. I would I would probably go somewhere with a beach. And if it was warmer though, I would go like Eastern Canada because that's where I want to see like Prince Edward Island, the provinces to, to the east of where I am. Yeah. Have you ever been or no? No, we've gone West and loved BC. British Columbia was mm-hmm. beautiful. And now we want to see the other side. Oh, that is so cool. I'm going to have to look that up and see. I am. I will admit Canada, I, I know nothing about Canada at all. <laughs> Other than Niagara Falls. here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And that it's beautiful. I will say it's on my bucket list to go. I've seen on TikTok the um the ice skating paths that you have in Canada. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like just like through like parks and woods. It's like literally looks like a sidewalk, but for ice skates. We probably have that here. I haven't really seen. <laughs> I'm a, a hibernator in the winter. So yeah, well, no, I was saying, but you know, when I'm in the comfort of my own home watching people do that, I'm like, that looks really cool. <laughs> All right. And who are some, you can tell me one or several favorite clip artists. That's such a tricky one because I definitely have favorites. And sometimes, you know, you feel like you don't want to talk about your favorites because then everyone's going to love them so much. And then then it'll just be so popular. (laughs) I was a creative clips fan for a very long time and I still am, but uh, I've recently shifted a little more to bunny on a cloud. I just love her graphics. They're so cute. And I, they're adorable. time. Yeah. (laughs) They're adorable. I feel like creative clips is a really common starter clip art because I mean, that's who I started with too. And a lot of the bigger clip artists have a lot of free clip art. So I feel like that's probably why, you know, we were able to use those for so long. I think also you want to stay consistent or I like to stay consistent with my clip art and she has so much Mm -hmm. that you can always find what you're looking for. And when I started with Bunny on a Cloud, she was newer so I was kind of waiting for her to put out different things all the time. And I have most of her big bundles just so that I can find pieces that I need in, in her stuff. And she's mm-hmm. constantly putting out stuff now. And it's I really, really like her clip art a lot. But when I started, I would be looking for something that she just didn't have yet. And But she was actually very open. I emailed her about something once and, and she found it in a set for me. So Wow, that's really awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jill. This is so fun and makes me just, like I said, I'm going to have mastermind on the brain now the rest of the day. So (laughs) thanks for taking the time to do this. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. 